Bienvenidos. Welcome to the Conversations with Ilan Stavans podcast. My guest today is the author of the provocative book, Translation Nation, Hector Tobar. I want to talk to you now about your role as a journalist and yes. being in one of the most important newspapers in the country, the LA Times, and being for a while the national Latino affairs correspondent. Um, how many Latinos are there on the staff at the LA Times? Well, I, let me just say that um, Not enough? for the entire time that I've been there, the proportion of Latinos at the newspaper is a small fraction of what it is in the city and county in of Los Angeles. Never the same proportion. Never the same. When I returned to the paper after getting an MFA and writing my novel, The Tattooed Soldier, um, I was for a time the only uh, Latino on the general assignment staff of oh the Metro God. Desk. Oh, God. That must the pressure. Yes, and I, uh, I almost quit. Institutions are just very difficult to change, and there was more of an ignorance, mm. just an ignorance. But an ignorance in a city like L.A., where the Latino, Mexican-American presence has been so substantial, how long can you be ignorant? Well, right. It becomes, uh, after a while, it becomes an economic question, yeah. right? But one, one, <laughs> of the, one of the big challenges in, in not only happens for me as a reader of the L.A. Times, but of the New York Times or of the Washington Post, mm -hmm. is that one gets the sense that whenever they deal with Latinos, it's kind of a cultural safari. Right. Well, I remember when I started off at the LA Times feeling like I was a foreign correspondent when I was covering LA County <laughs> because I would go to communities that most Angelinos, English-speaking Angelinos, would never go to. Yeah. Um, and I always saw it as my challenge to bring exactly what you're talking about, to bring context, history, texture to my stories um, so that people would understand that there was this whole other universe. This universe had a sort of its all, you know, its, its history, its traditions that there you had to be aware of. There was space for that. They allowed you to do I it? I think that the newspaper was hungry for that. Yeah. The newspaper was hungry for that kind of reporting. And I think that myself and many other reporters who are of that generation, that we sort of raised the bar in terms of what reporting the Latino community was going to be like. I mean, you know, the, there are these tropes of the, of the victim and the barbarian of the impoverished immigrant who crosses, who is so pure and comes to just to work. And then the other image of the Mara Salvatrucha mm. and the tattooed gang members. And so that, that dualism in the coverage is very, very present. Even today, you still mm. see that in coverage of Latino communities. And I've always saw it as my personal mission to, you know, to break that, you know, to break that dualism. But, but you know, in spite of you being there and a few, very, very few others, Latinos in L.A. don't get their news from the L.A. Times. They get their news from right. the ethnic press or don't, they don't get their news because right. the L.A. Times doesn't serve right. a community like that. Is that changing? Will that change? My audience, uh, you know, the people who I think most identify with my stories are a very small segment of the readers of the L.A. Times. They're people, uh, not necessarily just Latino people, but people who have an identification with Latin America, who uh, are sophisticated readers and want to, you know, who know a little bit about Latin America. Um, because in general, you know, the readership of the LA Times is um, is very non-Hispanic, and it is definitely true. Um, Univision uh, in in Los Angeles and in other Latin America, other Latino cities, is the main source of information, right? Um, I think that over time, hopefully, I think institutions will be created. There'll be the creation of a Spanish-speaking middle class, like there is in Miami. You know, Miami has an old Herald. It has some printed publications so in you Spanish. Do th and you think that other institutions, but you don't think that the LA Times will finally open up and reach a readership eventually in 20 years, 30 years, 10 years, that will be more diverse in a city that is probably well, the that most diverse. I hope that it does. It's my hometown newspaper. You know, it's nurtured my career as a writer 
for a long time. Yeah. And I think, I think there's definitely, it has that capacity. Join us next time for a conversation with the executive director of New York's El Museo del Barrio, Julian Sugasagoitia. Hasta la próxima.